It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quick time on your Thursday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear and Marcus back with you. Time to send things back to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Marcus Young, standing by the Top 5 at 5. Marcus. Thank you, Russell. At number one, we have the NFL Combine has actually started today. We have the D-linemen and the linebackers for today. We also have, I believe it's quarterbacks who are tomorrow. Some news for uh, a specific player for us. Tennessee's Byron Young, measured out at 6'2", 250, had a 38-inch vertical, 11 feet broad. Pretty good. What is the broad jump? This is just your standing and just jump as yeah. far as you can? Yeah. And then, of course, the vertical is the whole. He, jumped, he can do that 11 feet? That's, that's what, yeah. And, I, and that's probably not, like, superhuman either. Like, that's, Bear, what do you think you could broad jump right now? We, we, need, to, we need to do this outside. I, listen, I, I, I think we need a fan run combine. Get Somebody s- blows out an Achilles. <laughs> Most that's, of that's us probably good. will. Most of us probably will. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see them. Eleven this. feet. Like, what, what do you think you could do, Barry? Do you think you could broad jump five feet? Well, I'll, I'm gonna let you. Barry is is working on something right now in the the annex at the moment. I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna broad jump right here in my living room. Yeah. Let's see. Actually, let's, let's stand. I, I'm gonna find a ruler. And uh, I'll see if I can broad jump five feet. Okay. There's that damn ruler. Go ahead. Do you like the right. big what, ruler? That's high. Run the forty. Uh, no. So today is only the the linebackers and the D okay. linemen. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Does Jalen Hyatt get below four four? So we have uh, the D linemen and linebackers are today. Defensive backs are tomorrow. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends are on Saturday. So that's the day we're going to want to look at the most for for Tennessee fans. Bear, do you think you could do the broad jump for 11 feet? That's what Byron Young got. Oh, 11 feet? That is what, what – Like right now, like today? Yeah. What, what do you What do you think – could you broad jump – could you jump 11 feet in three jumps, Bear? Probably in three. I was quite the broad jumper when I was a youngster. Say broad jumper? Yeah, I could – I could, I could um, do the – I had a pretty strong broad jump. Bet you did. What? Uh, I will smash you. How smashed? How? How far do you think you can jump right now? Right, I found. I don't know. I, I don't I know. I bet I could go. I bet I could go three feet. How pathetic is that? Surely, God, you could out broad jump me. I, I'm not. I've never been a big leaper. But I mean, uh-huh. that's just. 11 feet like I can't even and 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 he's not even a track guy like how much can the track guys do they probably do like 18 feet so George's Nolan Smith for example uh his vertical was 41.5 inches and he had the broad uh the broad jump was 10 feet 8 inches I wonder what ZZ's broad jump or um not the broad jump what vertical because he can dunk hmm Wish I were a little bit taller. Wish I were a baller. baller. (laughs) At number two. Can I jump, broad jump 11 feet? A little bit of uh, 
A little bit of fighting going on between a couple wide receivers. A.J. Brown has been after Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, after uh, Juju ended up making a TikTok mocking him. And after a couple posts that A.J. deleted, it's pretty much threatening to uh, get into a fight with him. Is social media the end of adulthood in America? There's I, just no, and and I will, you know, <laughs> CG sent me something last that I tweeted like five years ago, and I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. It's like, why do we, we? They give us these phones, and we immediately revert to our elementary school level psyche. These are adults, grown men. AJ Brown, you're a millionaire. Same thing with like Bateman. Yeah. Last hour, it's like, just oh man, why? Why? How do these companies? This is TikTok, man. It's China. How do they get us our most stupid, ignorant thoughts? They get it out of us, and and, and we just willingly put it out there for the entire world to see. What's wrong with us? Yeah, he he. AJ's been on a bit of a tear too recently. Like he, part of this tweet was he said, "Don't let that ring get you beat the f up." Uh oh. Uh oh. Whoa! Wait a minute. AJ I'm said what? You. Don't let. You. Don't let that ring get you beat. Tf up. Like you know. Uh, I know what. Yeah, TF we we know means. what it means, Marcus. And then also not long ago too, I saw on uh, on Twitter he was also questioning the moon landing, so he's starting to. Who is? Oh, he's AJ. a rocket yeah. surgeon, huh? Don't let that ring get you smashed! <laughs> smashed! <laughs> I'll never get old. Uh, number three, uh, LeBron James will have his have a foot tendon injury reevaluated in a few weeks. A foot tendon? Yeah, he, uh, well, that's what ESPN calls it, a foot tendon uh, he suffered a tendon injury in his right foot against the Dallas Mavericks last weekend and will be reevaluated in about three weeks. He was examined by the team medical staff and physicians. They don't believe that he'll need surgery, but Dwight Powell in the third quarter, James could be heard on the broadcast telling, or he looked like he stepped on Dwight Powell's foot in the third quarter. James could be heard on the broadcast telling the Lakers bench he heard a pop. Oh, no. So they, oh. they don't think surgery will be required, but. They're going to have it reevaluated to make sure um, it won't need further medical aid. So, don't go stepping on people's feet or chasing waterfalls. That's what they always say. <laughs> uh, that's you know, stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to, Russell. Uh, number four. What? <laughs> I held off on saying it, but you're familiar with uh... TLC. Of course I am. Of course I am. Uh, number four. Some news coming out about uh, Alvin Kamara, former Tennessee running back, who has pled not guilty to the assault. <laughs> you know what? You know what they did to that poor guy on the elevator, Bear. Smash! <laughs> New Orleans Saints star Alvin Kamara pled not guilty to all charges stemming from a February 2022 altercation in Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, bro, I, I love you. You're one of my all-time favorite Vols, but uh, we all we all saw the video. Smash! <laughs> they smashed that guy, Russell. Can you imagine? 
So somebody just sent me videos. Thank you, Brian. I, I, this is what I needed in my life. But, you know, the Alex Murdaugh trial going on in South Carolina that everybody's talking about? Yeah. O.J. Simpson has weighed in. Yeah, I saw that. Oh. <laughs> the commercial break. Orenthal dropped a video. Uh, it says, people keep asking me my opinion of the Alex Murdaugh trial. and uh, I guess so. But um, can you imagine if they had the surveillance state that we have now back then? And, you know, somebody would have had the – there'd be video somewhere of – OJ's dumbass driving the Bronco back from Nicole's place. There's no telling. OJ'd probably be on death row at San Quentin right now. That's where OJ would be unless he he would have had to have pled out to avoid the death penalty. That's like that whole the, the thing with Jalen Carter, man. If if and I don't I mean the AJC's a tri, always been a trusted these reporters aren't gonna put this out. Uh, you know, it's my understanding that there is video. Of the race. Ugh. And it's much like Alvin Kamara saying, not guilty. It's like, bro, I mean, we, we all saw it. You're, I don't know if you realize this, but you're a fairly recognizable person. And they absolutely just smashed that guy. I mean, they just did. Yeah, part of the uh, the NFL says that they are aware of the matter, but you have yet to issue any kind of punishment since Kamara's case is ongoing. Quote, there is no change to his status, a league spokesman told uh, Mike Flor Florio uh, recently. So they're going to keep an eye on it, but he, yeah, he's got nothing to him yet. So we'll, we'll see if he plays. Uh, and finally, number five, thought this was uh, an interesting one for you. The, uh, there's a TikToker who is providing signatures for people at a price. Why would signature. I want their signature? So not their specific signature, like they're giving you a specific one for you. You know how doctors, lawyers, things like that are very well known for. I've got, I like my signature. Why would you buy it? That's dumb. Like uh, you, you're not, you're not happy with it. I've never been, I'm not, I've never been happy with my signature. I wish I had a better signature. I'm not going to pay money for it. It's not like that important to me, but uh, like you see, some people just have really cool signatures. So you, you know, athletes, I guess, usually because they're always signing autographs, they have a lot of practice at it. I very rarely you write my signature, you know, unless I'm, I don't know, signing a check or, or something. So, so a corner of TikTok, Instagram, and other social media is dedicated to a signature design. And uh, Priscilla Molina in Los Angeles does a minimum of 300 custom signatures a month. Offering packages that include up to three ways to sign, uh, limitless drafts, or a new set of initials. She charges between ten to fifty-five dollars using the motto "Where originally meets legacy." Originality <laughs> meets legacy. I can't speak. But what's original if you're paying for somebody else to do it? And then you got to practice it. Why don't you just practice your own signature? Yeah, it, it's a unique identifier that sets you apart from everybody else. Her quote when she said that people come to her for a signature makeover for the simple reason they're not they're tired of the way that they sign their name. Quote saying they're not happy with their signatures. They don't relate to who they are. They don't give the message they want to convey the world. Oh my. It's been brought to our attention, Russell, that there is now video to go along with. Smash! 
Really? Oh, is this oh, right? Yeah. Hey, send me the video. Post haste. Feels, feels like breaking news. Oh, dude. I mean, this place, the arena's packed, dude. There's, there's like, oh, he's standing up. Uh, again, yeah. I mean, this is, it, it's crazy to me. I, I've never heard of this. I don't know if other coaches do this. Usually, the coaches show on, on these radio shows, every coach does like a 10 minute interview with the play by play guy after the game. But usually, it's 20 or 30 minutes after the game. The pr- standard procedure has always been, the game ends in the handshakes, whatever. Maybe they'll do an ESPN interview on TV there on the court right after the game, but that's always the winning team. But like for Bruce, they lost the game. Usually what happens is he goes back to the locker room, meets with the team, and they do whatever they do for a couple minutes, and then everybody takes a shower, changes, cools off, and then you go do your media stuff. And by the time they go back out to the court to do the post-game interview with the local radio crew, the crowd is pretty much thinned out. There's, you know, maybe a couple people standing around, but it's not a, it's no longer a hostile environment. There's not music playing over the PA. Like people are cleaning up and and just sort of going about their business. This happened right after the game. Yeah, and like, I'm I'm watching it, and there's like, some of the people, like most people standing, like there's an older um, female that's kind of off camera, and then he walks past her and. It's kind of a situation where you just watch somebody just completely snap, and she's kind of had her head. Nobody wanted to make eye contact with him. Yeah. I do have the names of the referees, by the way, for that game, if you'd like to hear them. Yeah. Who was this crew that sent Bruce over the edge? We got Don Daly, Chuck Jones, and KB Burdett Jr. I feel like we've had that crew before. Don Daly's name sounds super familiar. Probably because of John Daly. Smash! Uh, this may be, I mean, this is up there. I mean, we're, I mean, already, uh, I feel like it's right up there with like the Conzo laugh. Beer. I like beer. Magic Mike says, I think you should edit that clip down to just smashed and use it for every Blake Burke Homer. Smashed. God, that would be good. Well, that's a pretty good idea. It's really good. Smashed. David says uh, this is David says that he thinks my smashed is better than Bruce Pearl's smashed. Wouldn't I don't surprise know if I agree me. With that, but thank you. Smashed. <laughs> Marcus has had like one good one. Justin says Bruce sounds like the Ultimate Warrior, circa 1990. Smashed. I love. We used to have what a warrior intro. There's a cut-up on YouTube. You can go find it. It's like six minutes of the Ultimate Warrior doing interviews. Just coked out of his damn gourd. Yeah, and like, you know, some of the sometimes those guys, they're not the greatest with the English language. They trip over a word here or there. It's whatever. But uh, the Warrior would just literally, he's not even making sense. Like the, the clip that we used to play coming in was the Warrior doing one of his promos and he said, the family that I live for only breathes the air that smells of combat. <laughs> Smash! There's, there's like five minutes of that stuff on YouTube somewhere. You want to relive the ultimate warrior's greatest hits. Rick Flair had some moments where he'd just get, I'll tell you another one who was nuttier than hell was, uh, and just fantastic if you, 
guys like that. Rowdy Roddy Piper, especially in the early days, he'd get himself so worked up, he'd, he'd just damn stop making sense. He'd start talking to himself. Great mic work. Bruce Pearl could be a wrestler. You can see him cutting a promo now. Yeah. Smashed! <laughs> Are we going to get smashed by thunderstorms tonight? Sounds like it. High so. wind warning until 1 a.m. Got to stay out of school for it. Is that 1 a.m. tonight or 1 a.m. Saturday morning? Oh, 1 a.m. Saturday. Yeah, we're going to so deal with this all for about 24 oh, hours. So it's going to be super windy all day tomorrow? Yeah. Weather's crazy now. It was raining pretty I, heavy last night. I was driving. Oh, yeah, it. the thunderstorm last night, was it was rocking the house. Yeah, I, I was driving, and it. it was fun. I sleep like a baby through those things. Only thing that wakes me up is if uh, the, uh, the dogs that I have don't like storms. So they freak out pretty easily. And so if I ever wake up, it's because of them. You guys deep sleepers? Oh, yeah. I am too. I had a roommate. There's a there's a thrash metal band called Testament. And I had a roommate in college that would blast that thing at, like, maximum volume all night long. Once I get to sleep, I can stay to sleep. Stay pretty, to sleep. Pretty good. <laughs> stay to sleep. But, <laughs> but uh Getting to sleep is hard. Like I, I, the conditions have to be perfect, man. If there's just something off, I could totally see that. I'm pretty anal about it. Yeah, I have this mental image of you, like in like your Dick Van Dyke, like 1950s dude pajamas, your little leather slippers by your bed, perfectly. With the covers pulled up, and you just ramrod straight, staring at the ceiling. Everything has to be perfectly temperature controlled. You think he's got like a checklist before bed? I don't know if he's that anal. Wouldn't surprise kind of, me. It's more like a mental checklist, Marcus. But yes, there there's a routine. There's a definite routine. And then you get to bed and you go, that'll do all. And then you just fall right asleep. Do you moisturize before you go to bed, Russ? Mr. Funny Guy, Marcus, got jokes. Really? Do I moisturize? What, yeah. do, what do you mean? Like you brush your teeth, you know. I usually, I, I take my showers before I go to bed. Yeah, you're weird. And then I moisturize. <laughs> you brush your teeth first. You moisturize. Yeah. Like what? Like you have like a facial cream or something you put on? You put the, Well, no, you just lotion. You you, you got like a, a mask you need there, Alice? Some couple of some no. cucumbers on your eyelids? No, but I go to when I get in my bed, I'm totally clean and and moist. Yeah. Moisturized. <laughs> yeah. I never understood people don't take a bath before they get in their bed. That's that's so weird to me. That after being out all day around people and getting dirty and sweaty, that you're just going to crawl into your bed. It's nasty. I, I feel like that's the way human beings have lived for 99% of our time on this earth. Plus it feels better like in the morning when you first wake up get clean and ready to go for the day there's nothing better than that you know you, how you can get that, that same feeling you get in there in front of your bathroom sink so hold and, and wash I, your I face i understand what you're saying like I, I i get it you want to be clean before you get in bed where you where you sleep and everything but so but what i don't understand is you get up you have breakfast whatever and then you just get in your car and go to work go do your thing without a shower um no like i'll get up and uh 
I will, you know, use you know use the facilities, and then you don't, you don't have to give me the play by play. I just, you you don't take a shower before you go leave the house. No, I wash my face. Get woken up. See, I. <laughs> Is, is that like when you stay at sleep? Huh? I I like to I, – I can't be me, man. If I haven't had that shower, if I haven't had like, you know, my hair gets wet, I've washed out all the critical areas, I'm not I'm not together. I'm not mentally, really? spiritually, emotionally there until I've had a nice thorough rinse down. Well, you, you should uh... – you should try just a, a brisk washing of the face, neck, and ears over the basin, Russ. That'll get you wide awake, ready to that's face not all, the day. That's not all the critical areas, my friend. Well, I mean, I've, I've already had a shower like eight hours before that, and all I've done is just lay in bed. Are you talking about kind of like doing what my friend calls a horse bath? I don't think it's horse. horse. No, I know. I, I he, he – No. Uh, like I well, put I on, first I, of all, I don't I, know if I can say that I, word the, on the air. Evening, the evening show, you can, but we don't because we're a family show. She was show. a hoo <laughs> My friend always thought it was horse bath, and so I asked Not him, your wife and not your guma. You were a little out of line. I had to ask him. I said, horse bath? You, that's not what that term is. And no, because I've I already had, had a shower and, and put on deodorant. I mean, I just get up, wash my face, brush my teeth, hit it. I'm ready to go. I don't have to go through some hour-and-a-half-long procedure like Russell. He doesn't understand, Marcus, those of us who have full, thick heads of beautiful, lush hair that you, you can't just go out. I oh, mean, you got you gotta, jokes now? You got to prepare. Like you're not in studio today. You get smashed! <laughs> I'll fight you, Russell. I'm going to smash you. Smash! After seeing the video, it, it almost makes it worse. I mean, you're standing in front of roughly 10,000 people. Where can I see people. this video? They, he, you were tagged in it on Twitter. Oh. Just want to jump in real quick. Uh, Byron Young just did his 40 time on his first attempt, hit a 4.51. Making himself some money out there is what he's doing. Mm. Kind of wish he would be a little bit more productive here. But good luck to the young man. Good luck to him. Man, he threw down that headset with authority. Yeah, he did. Could have hurt somebody. Easy, Bruce. That was a pretty good spot from Bill Meyer. That's what it looked like. It looked like those fancy Sennheiser ones. I wish I had one of those. I wouldn't be slamming it down. Smash! That was when he said joke, though. Like, you can hear it hit the table. All right, boys. I got to run. You got joke! baseball tonight. Sorry, buddy. Um, you guys, you know, pilot the ship home. Let's not – let's make sure we all have jobs tomorrow. It's my only stipulation. You know what we're going to do? What? I said we'll smash it. Oh, okay. Smash that thing. <laughs> Smash that Smash! like button, folks. All right, Bear and Marcus, have you the rest of the way? I'll be at National Law Rex amongst the Farragutians tomorrow. We'll get this weekend kicked off fan run style. Keep it tuned right here. The drive continues after this.
Welcome back into the drive as we cruise along. Finish out the 5 o'clock hour on a rainy, stormy Thursday afternoon here in Knoxville. We are going open lines from here. You guys want to get in and talk about it or talk about Bruce or any of the stuff we've talked I feel like we, all we've talked about today is smashed. It's, it's, it's dominated the show. It, but it's, it kind of needed to be. It was just so wild. I mean, I've never, I mean, we've seen him, you know, obviously get very emotional about stuff, but I, I think he was just ready to snap. I think it's been building all year. They've had a kind of tough year. Yeah. And he's, I will admit, I mean, he whines a lot, but you know, that no call against us was just about sent him over the edge. And then last night he just snapped. I think combination of losing that 17 point lead, knowing that it's, you know, you're behind the eight ball. Yeah, you're playing at home, but, oh, you're playing one of the better teams in the conference. And, and honestly, one of the two best teams in the conference for the entire season has been Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, absent the two of seven stretch there where we kind of had a slump. Um, but, kinda... I mean, his, 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 he knows that his back's against the wall on Saturday. So it's, he's on. Apparently, <laughs> he he's got to be doing his uh, his I don't know what today damage control. Yeah, I. It's so strange when you look at this team because like they started the season off eight and zero. They're nineteen eleven, seventh in the SEC. Like you look at the teams that they've beaten in the SEC, and it's nobody that you like. They beat Arkansas when they were ranked, but that was early on in the season. But you look at the rest of the SEC teams they've beaten, they're not the top tier of the SEC. Like, the best win they have would be probably Missouri. They they have they beat Ole Miss, South Carolina, LSU, Mississippi State. But I just – it just feels like they've just really kind of fallen apart this season yeah i mean it it's it's been a tough year i mean everybody with the exception of you know alabama and really houston um everybody's kind of had moments and they've just had more of those um for whatever reason there's just a down for bruce standards kind of a down year he's a borderline ncaa team so that being said, Tennessee's never had a lot of success down there. Uh, even we, we've taken really good teams in there. It's a hard place to play. Uh, one of the, you know, Russ said it best earlier in the week. It, it may be one of the toughest places to play in the conference, and it's Bruce Pearl. So you know, have his guys up. Um, it's just odd. To, it, it's it's real hard to get a feel for it because we lost our point guard. They lost their big man. Um. And it's just—it's going to be interesting to watch um, who is able to beat the other missing, you know, a big piece. Because I would imagine they're going to go small ball, like I said in the first hour, and press us and make us work for it, getting the ball up the court. Because it's—it's pretty obvious Tennessee hasn't handled the press well at times with Ziegler in there. Without, I'm wondering who's going to step up and take charge and i mean you you can't you can't hesitate at all when you're getting pressed if you get a crease you got to go and you got to get get the ball across 
So, um, I mean, it's it's got storylines for days. I mean, so many different stories and angles to this game. Yeah, I mean, uh, and plus, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, they're kind of like fighting for their lives with this, with this game. You know, if they were able to get uh, a top 25 win under their belt, probably help further their strife to hopefully get into the tournament, the big dance. But it's a big game, and Tennessee needs to win this because we honestly we need to see what this team can do without ZZ. How how are we going to be able to answer the bell without him as the starting point guard? You know, will Vescovy get the majority of it? Will they try to put Key back out there? Are they are they going to give BJ the opportunity, give him some more minutes? Like, I mean, I, I think they're going to have to because I mean that is, you know, and and I can see and I've seen enough and I could see sort of what. I think is has kept him from getting more minutes. I think Barnes was very short sighted and cut off his nose to spite his face. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but we all kind of in the back of our minds were wondering, you know, what happens if something happens to Zakai? Either Zakai gets in foul trouble or he gets dinged up and can't play. And I just really felt like he he should have been getting like Russ said, ten minutes a night, just in case you get in this situation. So um but you know, BJ's got that skill set that obviously Ziegler has it in spades. Uh, Triple J showed it against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The ability when you're when you're getting pressed to get low to the floor and get the ball up court in a hurry. You're not looking to pass it. You're looking to break your guy down and get it over the half court. So, um, I, I hope that you know. Who knows? I knew the other night he wasn't going to get any minutes. Russ and Trey were just surprised, and it, it blew me away that those two were surprised. I was like, have you guys not been paying attention this year? So, but it it should be a should be a fun time Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's still going to be a fun game. I mean, I'm we've talked about this earlier uh, when we had our our guest on when we had uh, Brian. Like obviously the hope is that this game ends up being a much better game than it was here in Knoxville. Um, it was, you know, they call it a slugfest. It wasn't really a slugfest. It was a. Man, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm. I don't know. I like. I liked it. So, anyhow, let's uh, let's go right back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines where we have Roberto. Roberto, what's up, my man? Hey, Bear. Uh, great show today. Really enjoyed it, guys. A little something different right now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't. I don't chemistry. know. Some chemistry on air right now. I don't. Know I, I felt like we uh, we absolutely we absolutely smashed smashed it today. Smashed. <laughs> uh, smashed. Watching Rick Barnes. Watching Rick Barnes work as point guards makes me want to get. Smashed. No. Oh um, yeah. You missed the drop there. I just feel. Uh, I just he, feel bad for him, man. Like Tyree Key. Um, that's absolutely. Yeah. Brutal. He melts that kid's face. I I don't get it. I really don't. I never understood it. He he really doesn't. I mean, he'll he'll jump the guy's butt, but not like not like he does. Key. He'll jump the guy's butt, but I mean, Edwards gets chewed up all the time in his one point two seven minutes per game that he gets to play on average. Like, 
here's the thing, Bear. I'm being sincere here, and I know I, I reading the tea leaves, at least from my angle, if I was Edwards, I would be transferring as soon as this season's over. He ain't going I'll, anywhere. I'm telling you. I know you. he's not. I know I, I believe you, and I've heard the same things, that he doesn't really – but if I were him, I'd want to transfer. I Can you explain the psychology behind that to me? But besides the fact that I may be a weak-minded person, I don't know. Um, the kid's born and raised in East Tennessee. Grew up a Tennessee fan during the golden Smart age of Tennessee. of Tennessee basketball. Um, I'll, I'll tell you from what I've heard flat out, he – uh, loves playing for Coach Barnes and says that he enjoys uh, and is, is just loves being on that team uh, with his buddies and playing college basketball for Tennessee. And he just says he's that's just how that's how BJ Edwards is. He's going to keep his head down and he's going to work really hard. And I think he's going to end up doing a lot of wonderful things here. So I don't know. Well, I, I respect the hell out of that for whatever it's worth. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, you did say he loves playing college basketball over there. I've got to play to be playing. I, I just I, I agree with every, with your sentiment earlier as well that he basically um, Barnes really cut his nose to spite off to spite his face on this one. He really did. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, one know, of those things, man. If if it, it's I mean we all I mean, everybody knows what it, I mean. It's it's defense, and if you for whatever reason, mm-hmm. man, unless you play. Like full on pedal to the metal, one hundred percent. You know you aren't. I mean, I, you're not playing. Russell, yeah, I mean Russell Taylor. That's what he absolutely. And it's no surprise he loves Jemiah Meshack. Love. As far as I mean, it, I mean, it, who's our who's our stopper? Jemiah Meshack. Jemiah Meshack. Yeah. Who, you know, did you? I, I I think I said it this morning. But did you see the stats our buddy Basketball Lee was throwing out there this morning? The crazy defensive stat about Julian Phillips? Oh, no, no. Uh, I've seen it, though, because I noticed it. I follow Evan, I think, was Maya Kaya or Maya Kawa. Yeah. I, I can't remember. He's, Maya, it's Maya Kawa. Maya Kawa. Yeah. I noticed early on in the season um, the only person that was rated ahead of him I think was Brandon Miller. Yeah, and now he's number one in points per 100 possessions defensively. So check this. If he's on the court, Tennessee gives up 70 points per 100 possessions. If he's off the court, Tennessee gives up 91.7. Yeah. Insane. I, it's it's crazy, but so I, I saw there was another stat where, you know, according to these damn analytics, this is one I just I don't believe it because I think, on the court, I know what my eyes tell me, but that we are better defensively when Sakai's out of the game. It, I I agree with it. That is exactly what I was calling about right there. That blows my mind, but for some reason we're better when he's not on the court defensively. So I'm I'm I've been really negative the last couple of weeks. I think everybody knows that, but I'm sort of positive that maybe we found something by accident the other day. If there's one thing Rick Barnes seems to do, I guess preparedness or luck is where preparedness meets preparation or whatever they say, or, or opportunity meets preparation. Um, because I think we may have lucked into something the other day that's going to give us a different dynamic during the tournament. If you're going to be a rim and three team, you got to have the rim part first. 
and we haven't had that all year. We'll shoot threes all day long, but we haven't attacked the rim. And all of a sudden, against a pretty good rim-defending team, and Arkansas is very good on the interior defensively, we were able to attack the rim and basically score what, 75% of our points in the paint? Yeah, the only thing that, that's that's deceptive about that with Arkansas is that, I mean, they don't they don't really have a – I mean, their one big that they had, we had him out of the game in foul trouble, and he was, I mean, no points. So I, I think where that lineup – I, I mean, I, I think we could match up better with Kentucky with this current lineup, but, mm-hmm. like, I – you know, we're going to run into some teams in the tournament, specifically oh, yeah. probably like a Big Ten team that has like a dominating big that, you know, I, I still think that's going to be our Achilles heel. But the biggest problem we have right now is we don't have a backup point guard. So. Yeah, that is 100% it. And, you know, you were talking about the press earlier, um, kind of kicked it around last night. I think one of the, the ways you – I mean, the way you break a press is to pass the ball. And maybe that's why we haven't been good at – breaking the press this year because we tend to let Zakai kind of dribble it up and try to beat the press with his with his feet and he's good at it so that's why you do it but we're going to have to beat the press differently we're going to have to pass the ball the middle and that's where Triple J can make his deepest impact for this team is to be the center man you know uh, on the press break because he's huge and he's a decent handler of the ball and he's fast and if he's going to help us in one way he's, he's all, you're always going to get him defensively he's always going to rebound he's going to get you 10 or 15 points a game but that's the key role for him for the rest of the year, in my opinion. Guys, have a great day. Thanks for your time. I mean, the the biggest thing we have to have is, yeah, yeah, you have to be able to get the ball in and ideally make one pass. And then the way I was always taught and played and watched played, that guy's got to go. you got to go in a hurry. And, and you can't – the biggest thing is – there can absolutely be no hesitation at all. That's how you get trapped. So, anyhow, we're going to go ahead and take our final break of the show, and we'll be right back with the shocking conclusion of the drive coming up next. Wrapping up here on the drive this afternoon. An exciting day. A lot of fun. I feel like we put in some work today, Marcus. Yeah, I think we smashed it. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. It's been a, it's been wasn't a good... It wasn't a joke either. No, it was... It's not a joke. Well, I mean, we haven't even gotten into that one yet. In a joke. That, that part of it. Yeah. It's been a... It's funny. We... Joke, joke. In the way he throws the 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 headset down, because I, I did find that video. I feel like I feel like he had a little bit of control there. He wasn't he wasn't completely unhinged. Like I've seen some people just smash those things before. Usually football coaches. Butch, for instance. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I wonder how many how many headsets did he smash? I'd say three or four, at least. A season. God, that one. He's like completely magenta. It's just that famous. I throw it out there sometimes on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, I, It's funny having a Bruce Pearl-centric episode and it or like, you know, three hours of a, of a show and it not really be about the team 
it's just about him raging out. Well, yeah, I mean, just he played last night, and it was just it was just right there. This feels like that day where we were only talking about baseball, like last week, except that we're only just talking about smashed. Yeah. By the way, I, I should let you know there is going to be overtime. Oh, there is. Uh, currently, uh, Jake Miller is dealing with drive-through issues. Well, he needs to get his his issues in order because he's got about he he seven wa- minutes. He wants me to to relay that there is a drive-through etiquette, and he feels like he is being wronged by this drive-through etiquette right now. He can rant and rave about it on his show. <laughs> I don't I don't need any more Jake Miller on my show. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure you were aware. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm aware. Consider consider me Derek Dooley informed. <laughs> so, do you ever do you ever have one of those rage out moments like uh, Bruce Pearl at a drive through? Have you ever? No, I don't think I could. I, I just drive off because here's the deal, man. You you can't ever rage out because eventually, people typically most people day to day I've I've found, you go to the same places. Okay, mm-hmm. you're in a drive through. There is a certain level of trust that you have to have between yourself and the people that are inside uh, making your food. Sure. Okay. I'm not going out like Farva. We <laughs> spitting in my stuff. So that and off and on pretty much since I was 16, I've worked in and out of restaurants, bars, never worked fast. I worked. I worked at Burger King on Kingston Pike for 15 minutes, I swear to God. 15 minutes? As soon as they handed me that goofy-looking uniform and that hat they wanted me to wear, I was like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) I just was like, never mind. But anyhow, um, I've I've worked in the hospitality industry, and those people have incredibly hard jobs. Yeah. Um, I've got the boys at the tank will go wild. Like, I refuse. Like, if I go over there... Um, it used to happen a lot more before the pandemic, before I got sick. And, but I mean, I just go over there like almost every Sunday and then they'd get blowed away. And the one thing is those guys will not drive if they've started drinking. Right. I don't drink anymore. So I'm always the designated driver, Mm. but now they're in a, in a predicament because they've shown their rear end so badly and raged out so much it pretty much. Every fast food joint on Chapman Highway in the greater Vestal area that I refuse to take them anyway. I, I refuse to go through drive throughs with those guys. So, no, I don't go nuts. And actually, I usually like, especially like the main places I go, like the late night guys at the Crystal, if I'm popping in there. Yeah. Like, I kill those guys with kindness. Now, I had an incident earlier, and we're, we're definitely going to get into this next week. Uh, Russell wanted to talk about it. Um, I had a tipping situation while Russ was on the phone with me uh, earlier at lunchtime. He was like, what did you just push? And I'm standing right in front of you. I was like, no, thank you. And I was looking at him. You made eye contact? Yeah, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to decline. Well, let me ask you this as a as a quick pivot. Do you ever rage out at other people in the drive-thru? Not, not the people that work there, but like maybe someone in front of you or... No, no, because when I was in college, I worked at Lakeshore, and like I'm more aware than most people that you never know who you're dealing with, That's and fair. especially now, because it seems like 
this we're all armed to the teeth in this country, and I just personal rule of my I'm gonna try like hell to make it through life without getting shot. Yeah, and you just never know because I mean, you, I mean, any day. I mean, you see it every day. You pick up, you know, look at the new, turn on the news, pick up your phone, check Yahoo or any of the news, you know, and you'll see it. It'd be at least one or two a week. Somebody rages out, another person gets shot, and they're dead. So I've gotten annoyed with people on the drive-thru when they've had it split, and clearly you are the next person that's supposed to be in that line, and then they just somehow try to sneak through in front of you. The the last time I raged out in any kind of way like that, like publicly, was, uh, I guess technically you call it a road rage incident, but um, it was at Shod Road at Oak Ridge Highway. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. And I'd watched this young lady... Um, looking at her phone the entire way from behind. Down all the way down Shot Road. Yeah, almost hit a car coming the other way head on. Goodness. So I pull up next to her. She's turning left. I'm going straight. I pull up next to her at the light, and she's. It was like summertime, so windows were down. And uh, I said something to her about getting you know get off your damn phone. You almost killed somebody. She didn't even look at me. She just rolled her window up. Uh, uh, well, I just stopped and had like a giant milkshake. I think it was from Arby's. Like one of those King Kong ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just slung it. <laughs> she went postal and the light turned green up. Beep, beep. Shabang. <laughs> Gone. Just waved goodbye. Yeah. With one finger out the window. <laughs> rolled up her window. All I said was, you really, you almost killed somebody. You need to quit looking at your phone. I will. I'll say stuff to people. I, I'll yell out the window. Put your phone down. I don't know if I've ever been yelled at by someone in a car like that. I mean, I haven't really done anything. Like, I've gotten the middle finger before, and I just wave at them just because. I did one time, and it was uh, I was it was the night I was uh, my son was born. Hmm. And I'd been at work, and I was trying to get to the hospital, and my phone buzzed. And I looked down at it, and let's tell you how long ago it was. It was a flip phone. Um, flipped it open, and this old man riding next to me was like, "Quit looking at your phone." I was like, "Yeah, sorry." See, but I was—I no, I don't know. Like Russ is right. Like I, I can get really angry, but I'm not gonna bust anybody. The worst I've ever done. I will admit this. I feel like this would probably annoy you. When I was like first driving, like high school, uh, I did do this thing with some friends where we would purposely start to drive if we noticed somebody who was like speeding through like on Middlebrook for example like just like going way over the speed limit we would purposely start to slow down and get them trapped oh yeah yeah and I remember truck drivers do that yeah and so I remember having one girl when she finally got free because she knew what we were doing because anytime she'd get over in the other lane we'd start to speed up again to get her back over and then slow down and she finally got around and she just gave me the middle finger driving by and I just dumbest look on my face she started waving like the queen wow. as she drove by she wanted to smash you guys I, she, yeah she did <laughs> it's, no, just, it's never gonna get old for no. me smashed oh. win or lose I don't care I got a text from a buddy of mine he goes I don't know about playing that before the game I was like I do smashed win or lose we're gonna wear that out I know someone like a Tennessee fan goes to that game wearing I have like a sign that says smashed or have the Hulk, you know those Hulk hands that you could get as a kid back in the day? Yeah, it'll be one of our listeners that does it. So uh, they, 
travel out there. Someone do that for us. But anyhow, that'll wrap things up for the drive today. We'll be back tomorrow. Me and Marcus will be in studio along with uh, my newest intern, Tucker. Got high hopes for him. An outstanding young man. Russell will be out at National RX with some delicious Jets pizza. Uh, be a great time to uh, go out there and say hello to Russ. Grab you a piece of pizza and talk to the fine folks at National RX about your prescriptions and all the different things, services, uh, and different things that they do out there at National RX. So, But for Russ and Marcus Young, this is Bear saying good night. And we will talk to you all tomorrow at 3 p.m. The drive.